For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today's podcast is brought to you by... Ah, still no one. If you want to advertise with us, go to Believe.com and reach out to them and we can get you on this podcast. Today's a very exciting episode. Um, over the weekend, um, I was kind of busy watching a lot of the Laver Cup. If you follow tennis at all, obviously you probably do if you're listening to this podcast. You will realize that one of the most important weekends of the year just passed us, and that's the Laver Cup. In my eyes, that is second to none in the tennis world and in the sports world. There's nothing like the Laver Cup around the world. You could argue that the Ryder Cup, something that the PGA Tour does every two years, is close to what the Laver Cup is, but it's not. In the Ryder Cup, you don't really see the interaction between the players like there is in the Laver Cup. I mean, you're talking Federer Nadal was in Fabio Fognini's ear telling him how to win a match. You, you just don't get that. The two two of the best players of all time. At this point, two of the best players of all time are giving him advice. I mean, you just don't you don't see that in other sports. You really don't. So, this is obviously an exciting weekend that just happened for me and some other stuff happened around the ATP tour that I'm going to get to a little bit later, but I want to talk about the Laver Cup for a little bit today because obviously you heard my pitch on it. I think it's the one of the greatest events in the world. Um just the fact that so these best players in the world all meet somewhere, and in an individual sport, they play together. Um, they're in a team sport now. It's kind of like high school tennis, where you got to win for each other. You got to win, you know, for the team to win. And not only are they playing for each other, they're playing for the the whole continent of Europe, and then they're playing for the world. Um, your team Europe obvi- obviously had um, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal. Um, they had Fabio Fognini, Stefano Tsitsipas, Alexander Zverev, and I think I'm missing... Oh, Dominic Team. I may be missing one there, but that team was stacked. They had a lot of guys on it, um, a lot of really, really good guys. And as always, Team Europe is going to be one of the hardest teams to beat because of the tennis quality in Europe. It's phenomenal. Um, and then Team World had Jack Sock, Nick Kyrgios, John Isner, Milos Raonic, um, Taylor Fritz and um, Denis Shapovalov. Um, I might—I don't think I'm missing anybody there. Um, They—that team actually impressed me more than teams in the past. Uh, Milos Raonic didn't play in the U.S. Open, and so I was a little skeptical or sketched out the fact that he was on this team. I didn't know how he was going to do. 
he left with a, I believe it was a glute injury at the U.S. Open. So I was a little on edge about him playing in the Labor Cup, but he played great. Um, almost beat Zverev in the last match there and had a good tournament. It looked well. Um, but then again, uh, Shapovalov only really played one match, and then it was kind of the Jack Sock, Kyrios Isner show. Um, in years past, Query's been on that team. Um, Francis Tiafo has been on that team, but this year it was all it was all some of those older guys again. They brought them back, and the world team was just a little disappointing. Um, three years in a row, the world have lost. Um, Europe's won the cup three years in a row. This year, I believe they were the closest. Um, it came down to the last match. The winner of the last match won it all, and it was super exciting. Uh, it came down to Sferov versus Rayonich, and Sferov won in a third set tiebreaker. That's how they play at the Labor Cup, um, a full two sets and then a third set tiebreaker. And most of the matches um, went to a third set tiebreaker. So I think the matchup this year was as equal as it's been ever um, just because it went pretty much the distance. And I salute the Labor Cup for having it be that good of a tournament. Um, sometimes... The tournament's been a blowout. I think the first year they did it, it was kind of just a blowout. Um, and it wasn't very good competition, which, to be honest, Team team Europe has the best players, obviously. Has the Federer, has the Nadal, has, you know, Sferov, Team, Tsitsipas. Those are the top eight in the world. Um, and then Team World, obviously, struggles and kind of has some of the lower guys. But they're not afraid. The Team World does really well. Um I want to talk about a little bit about Roger Federer and Nadal. Um, it's so interesting. They mic them up for these events, and I really like what they do because they mic them up, and every time they come up to the bench to give advice to someone else, they are mic'd up, and the camera's right there. So it's pretty much on TV. You're pretty much there. You're with them. You're in that conversation, and I think it brings a whole new you know, ideology to – coaching on the sidelines for tennis I really liked it to be honest um I think as long as while you're on tour if you're within the minute and a half I don't really see a problem with it and they were within the minute and a half here and they and they talk and they give advice but it's funny because they're not coaches they're players the best players in the world giving advice to not only each other but some of the people who aren't the best in the world I mean you're talking about um, Nadal and Federer giving advice to Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, that's that's something you don't see every day. Um, and it's very public, and it's very positive advice. And a matter of fact, it's some of the best television that there is in tennis. And I think some of the best stuff of it is when Federer is playing and Nadal's right in his ear telling him what to do. And same thing, Nadal's playing, Federer's right in his ear. Um it's, it's just some of the best content on the tennis world that you can get. Um, they didn't really show a whole lot of the world team, but same there. The world team is always hyped. They've always been a team to be hyped. Um, they're doing the dances on the sideline. Um, they're a little over dramatic when a lot of things happen, which I enjoy um, in the Labor Cup because the Labor Cup is such a big team sport, and these guys are pretty not on vacation, but they're having a good time. Let them have a good time. Um, I also want to talk about um, Nick Kyrgios at the Labor Cup. He was fired up and ready to go. Um, he, in his press conference the day before, goes, I'm personally not scared of anybody over there. I've beaten everybody on that team, which is true. But for a man like Nick Kyrgios to come out, who's not even top 10, I don't even think he's top 20 in the world, and say he's not scared of these the number one, the number two, the number six, the number five, the number 
four and the number eight in the world. It's a pretty bold move, but I mean that's the mindset you need to have going in, and I think that gave Team World a little bit of a you know jump start. I think they got a little excited after that, which is what they need. Um, so I, Nick Kyrgios played great. He almost beat Federer. Um, he should have beat Federer, um, but obviously Federer had a little chip on his shoulder because. Or sorry, not chip on his shoulder, but a little bit more motivation because he does he was playing in Switzerland. Uh that this was this year's Labor Cup was played in Geneva, Switzerland. And there's just when you're playing in your home country, there's just a little bit more um get up there, as I should say. Shout out Blanco Brown, get up. <laughs> um But yeah, so this is just something that was one hundred percent entertaining. Um it's in Boston next year. I hope I can go. I really want to go. I think it'd be worth the money. Um, this, Like I said, this event is something that's second to none in the sports world, and I believe one of the best um, not main events there is because like, it's better. It's kind of like an all-star game, to be honest. It's kind of like an all-star game, but like way better. Like an all-star game where people try and an all-star game where they're representing them, like, themselves and their countries and they're part of the world. And so I think... I think this is something, um, if you live in Boston or the area, you should seriously consider and going. Um, Jack Sock played phenomenal doubles. He played with Kyrgios. They won. He played with Isner. They won. Um, I think it's time Jack Sock might have to take a look in the mirror and just be a doubles player. Um, as much as that pains me to say, I like watching him in singles, but his singles career really isn't going anywhere fast. And I think he's a little disappointed in his singles play right now. Um, although I think think he did win a match in singles at the Labor Cup. Um but it's just not going anywhere fast. I don't know if he's consistent enough. I don't know if he if his forehand is getting him anywhere in in singles, but like I said he's a phenomenal doubles player and he's really taken the doubles play by storm. Uh I think a lot of people like playing with him. I think a lot of people like watching him in doubles because his hands and the way he serves and his forehand, it's very exciting to watch. Um, but obviously he had a great doubles team. Um, and now I just want to talk about a little bit about Team World in general. Um, team World needs to win a Labor Cup. They're 0 for 3. Um, they haven't really been close until this year, and they were really close. But I think we got too many doubles players. Um, Isner plays really good doubles. He's out of right in singles, but he plays a really good doubles. Um, Shapo has had an up-and-down year, and he played singles. He lost. And then you got guys like Kyrgios, who Kyrgios is up-and-down in singles, plays really good doubles. Um, he can always have a good close singles match, but he's never guaranteed to win. Um, Milos Ranich just came off an injury. Uh, he, didn't, he couldn't pull it out. Um, Jack Sock, like I said earlier, he's just not... He's just not winning the singles department. We need to find guys, maybe from Argentina. Let's look at guys like Delpo. Obviously, he was hurt, but Juan Martin Del Potro can really help the world team in singles next year. So let's hope he's healthy. Um, Diego Schwartzman. Um, guys like that, we need to look at singles players because at the Labor Cup, at least two out of the four matches in the day are doubles, if not three. I believe sometimes they have three out of the four matches are Sorry, are singles. Um, three out of the four matches are singles. Let's look for singles players on this uh, Labor Cup team because that's what's going to win us a Labor Cup because right now, Team World has really been struggling and getting close isn't good anymore. That only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So let's um, maybe if you're Team World, you want to look at maybe grabbing another 
singles player somewhere. Um, so the unfortunate part is sometimes these teams are picked so early. Um, they're picked too early, I think, sometimes, where they trap these guys into playing, and then all of a sudden at the U.S. Open, a couple world guys have really good tournaments, but they can't go in um, because the team's already picked. So I think it's time we look elsewhere, maybe for some talent on that team. Keep the exciting guys like Kyrgios. Keep the guys like Isner. He'll always be good. Um, but maybe it's time we look, take a closer look at, you know, Rayonich. And maybe um, hopefully Shapo has another good year next year and he can come back on the team. Um, there's just a lot of things to consider if you're Team World. But honestly, Team World, you have the whole rest of the world. We need to be winning more of these Labor Cups. Um I want to talk about someone again. I talked about him last week, um, but he's kind of earned his way into being on this much. Um, I think Daniil Medvedev is the best player on the earth right now. Um, he's played a phenomenal hardcore season, and he was just in St. Saint- Petersburg, and he won again. Um, that was his fifth straight finals that he's made on the ATP Tour. And I saw today that he has the most ATP wins out of any, out of anybody on the tour. He has uh, 54 ATP wins. Rafa has 48. Fed has 45. Djokovic has 41. But in 2019, to date, to September 23rd, 2019, Daniil Medvedev has 54 ATP match wins. Um, just incredible. He has been playing out of his mind, and I think if he pl- he keeps this up going into next year, um, he's gonna be a top, he's gonna be top five for sure. I don't see how he you can't make top five, and he's gonna win a title next year. Sometimes sometimes I forget how soon the Australian Open is. The Australian Open is always in January. Um, I think Daniil Medvedev can is a favorite right now and can very well win the Australian Open. It's another hardcore tournament. It's down under. Um, the way he's playing right now on hard court, no one can stop him. If he keeps playing tournaments all the way up until the Australian Open, or I know this is their off season a little bit, but plays up until then, I don't see anybody beating Daniil Medvedev. I just don't. He's too good. He's too quick. He's too scrappy. And this is something that I don't believe anybody can beat him. So um, I'm really looking forward to the way that Medvedev is playing and into his future on the tour because I personally I personally believe that he's unstoppable, and he's proved it. He's gone to five straight finals on the ATP Tour, and he's won two of them. So I don't think the I think the sky's the limit for this guy. Um, him and his coach got a real good chemistry going. They have something special there going. I remember in the U.S. Open final, there wasn't that many people in his box, which was kind of funny. Um, but he doesn't need the glamorous stuff. He just needs to win, and that's what he does. Um, I think even going back to the U.S. Open this year, Medvedev really had it going. I mean, he turned a lot of heads. He had a lot of good things going for him. I I know everyone probably remembered that he had a good hardcourt season, but not this good. I mean, he just kept rolling in the U.S. Open, and he kept rolling in St. Petersburg. Um, I know he's from Russia and, you know, all that sorts, and he played well in St. Petersburg. So, um, Daniil Medvedev, Keep it going, dude. You, you've you turned some heads. You've made me a believer, and I'm excited to keep watching you. Um, looking forward, I think that the ATP Tour has some special events coming up. Um, it has uh, Zuhai, I think that's how you pronounce it, 
in um in the asian tour is right now um that is the number, top four seeds for that one are uh you know city pass is one batista goo is three then you're looking at uh gael monfils who's had a phenomenal year as well um and then you're looking at uh chorich and kyrios is a six seed there and also pui is a five seed so Zuhai will be in an electric tournament. I think they have, I mean, you got Kyrgios and Tsitsipas there and Monfils. Um, that's just going to be a great tournament to watch. And then also Chengdu is going on right now, and the number one seed there is John Isner. Um, and then Felix Auger Alassim is there. Kyle Edmonds there. Uh, Taylor Fritz is a six seed. And then Pierre is the three seed. Then the four seed is Dimitrov, also a really good U.S. Open. And then any other big names there, we're looking at maybe Shapovalov at number eight. It's the eighth seed. And then Pospisil is there. Um, Daniel Evans is there. It's just a good tournament there in Chengdu. So if you're looking for good tennis, look no further. It's right in front of you. The tour has some good events going on right now. And if you want to watch them, you can watch them, I'm sure, on Tennis Channel or Tennis TV. Um, as for the last thing I really want to talk about today, sorry, this is kind of a shorter episode, but I just want to get going on the Labor Cup and some other things going on. Um, been kind of busy lately trying to get back into this podcast. Um, the Gems Life. Uh, Gems Life, they posted kind of a fire mirror pick the other day. Um, enjoy your weekend wherever you are. That was three days ago. And um, they haven't really been posting much, but I think they've been... Um, separated. I know, um, like I said, Monfils is in Zuhai right now, and I believe Svitolina is at a different tournament. Um, Svitolina, I think, what might have been at Osaka, and then she's definitely not with the rest of them. So, um, if you're looking into women's tennis, Wuhan is going to be a good tournament. Uh, Simona Halep is there. Uh, Pliskova is there. Ash Barty's there. That's going to be a really good tournament. Um, and then also uh, Tashkent is another good tournament going on right now. And there's – sorry, Pliskova's at Tashkent. Um, Kuzmova is also there. Victoria Kuzmova is there. She's the one seed. Astapanko is there. Um, there's some uh, some good some good talent here. Babosh. Babosh. She's there. Um, but I think the better women's tournament right now is Wuhan. That's where I saw some of the best tur- players in the tur- in the Sabalenka is there, Wang, Kiki Burtons, uh, Wozniacki, uh, Kvitova, Petra Kvitova is there, Sloane Stevens. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a fu- that's gonna be a fire tournament. That's a good tournament um, on the women's side. Um, other than that, I think that's a wrap. If you want to reach out to me, um, reach out at, at JJ Sersosimo on Twitter if you want to hear more or different content, um, a certain type of content, um, investigative content. I don't know what you guys want to hear, but I want to hear it. Um, and then I also want to hear about um, you on Instagram, at Jacob Sersosimo. If you have stuff you want to talk about, I would love to hear what you guys' opinion are and what you want to talk about. Um, like I said, if you want to um, rate this five stars, you can or write a question or in the description on um, on iTunes or on Spotify. Please do um, send questions my way. I'd love to answer your questions. Um, 
And if you want to advertise, please reach out at Believe.com. If you want to follow Believe, it's at Believe Podcast on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, um, not Facebook, sorry, Twitter and Instagram. And then if you want to go on the website, it's Believe.com. For more um, tennis talk, there's also on the American Tennis Podcast, and there's podcasts about literally anything. So make sure to get on the website there. Um, thanks for listening today. And um, next week, I can't wait to talk about some of these tournaments like Zuhai and Chengdu and maybe some uh, bigger news in the Labor Cup. Um, we'll talk soon. Take care. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.